Congratulations on reaching the epilogue of To End a Curse. It has been my absolute pleasure writing this game, and I hope you enjoy how this ends. Jen says I gave him a dagger. Looks like he's just gonna stab himself. No! Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a silver dagger. I did have one of those, if it helps Such anything. Drama. And he does this. He screams. He starts to dissolve, because she's dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, good job, Alexander. <laughs> Alexander! And with how their curses worked, it was a big part of what was keeping him alive. You see him starting to fade, too. Ooh, how good. I feel like a sort of ripple... Even those of you who don't know anything about magic, you just kind of know that someone just made a wish. Oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> oh my. And you see Alexander starting to fade too, and he says, thank you. Now she can't torment anyone else, and now I can finally have peace. Never get so caught up in an idea that you forget what really matters. Kramos bites in. <laughs> Kramos suddenly come to, and for some reason, you're on your hands and knees, and you're not entirely sure why, but it feels kind of like well, like the day after a full moon. Except for you don't feel as bad. So both of you are kind of like starting to go back to yourselves. And everything around you is also starting to dissolve. Pretty soon, like, everything is gray. You can't see anything around you aside from each other. Like, the texture of the ground starts to feel different. It starts to feel like, you know when you're walking on grass field during the fall going into winter and it, like, it's dead, so it's, like, hard and kind of crunchy? That's what the ground starts to feel like. And after a couple of seconds, you all just you are standing in a big empty field. You can still see the city of Eve's Hollow off in the direction it was, was before. And when you look over, you see there is a line of six chests. And each of them has a name on it. It's one of your names. So who's going to open their chest first? Did I mention that my my full name is Ezra Collis Eris uh, <laughs> Andrew? No. Yeah, no, just kidding. Keep going. I wasn't paying attention to that transition because my guy was praying like kind of like hands down and you can see that the chains on the tab or the scales are following gravity and the side that had fallen down and was showing a skull is now being counteracted and it is even now and then it like pulses a little bit light of glow and a little golden circle lights up around it and then fades away that's very that's his circle of mortality showing that he has done his job once again very very Hell cool. yeah that's so aesthetic <laughs> And then he opens his eyes and he's like, oh, wait, we're outside now? <laughs> <laughs> There's a really, really weird magic holding us, like, keeping this place together. But mm. Do you see the chests and who's going to go to theirs first? I cast primal savagery on my claws and I fucking strike the ground because I'm so upset because I didn't know <laughs> Dig a pretty big hole in the ground. <laughs> like a pretty I do two deep, no. Yes, I do 2d10 damage to the ground. That's amazing. <laughs> and you, you dig a nice little divot into the ground. 
his cutie and acid damage to the ground. Oh, yeah. Ezra, when you open your chest, because, like, your main thing is you've been wanting to retire. You kind mm. of have, like, a picture of a place in mind of where you want to retire. You just can't afford it. Imagining it's somewhere kind of quiet, like, near enough to stuff, but where you can have some, like, peace and quiet and space from people. Yeah. Do 17 acid damage to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you find is a lot of gold and this piece of paper that a deed hmm. to a home that's almost exactly where you had pictured of where you wanted to retire to. Oh. Nice. And it's now in your name. Awesome. So you now have an apartment and a retirement fund. Yeah. So uh, Ezra would scoop up a couple pockets full, I guess. I mean, he doesn't really care for all of it. I was going to say, for the, if, if there's a lot of gold, there's like a bag of holding full of gold. You stick your hand in, you're like, oh, okay. oh that's a lot. All right. Then, yeah, he'd grab the bag. As much as a bag of holding could hold, but it's that's just all that's in the bag. Phrasing. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Phrasing hot. It is enough for you to retire very comfortably on. And pay off anyone that tries to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so after picking that up and kind of stuffing the scroll into his coat, his robe, he'll just kind of like grab his hood and give it a tip and then start walking off. Okay. Andrew will nod again. Till the next time. No, hopefully not. not next time. I, hopefully not. Hopefully no not. next times. Yeah. No next times. <laughs> Does that mean we can't call on you again, Ezra? Ah, uh, you could. Maybe you could come visit. How about that? that? A nice peaceful next time. Maybe maybe we could even have a sleep, sleep on the bed, not on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll set up multiple rooms. Thank you, Ezra. So long, Ezra. Who's opening theirs next? Go next. All right. When you open yours, because one of the things that you were sent into town for is just like any sort of trapping mechanisms to deal with the knowingly constant stream of undead your tribe has not been able to figure out like at all where they're coming from. Hmm. And when you open your chest, it's full of a series of holy traps as well as a bell. And there's like a little note explaining that bell basically serves as a warning because I imagine you had something like it but like someone had to trigger it. This one whenever the undead come within like a certain amount of space which would easily encircle your camp and give you plenty of time to react it'll start ringing and if it's night it'll start ringing just loud enough that we're to where only you can hear it. Very cool. There's probably also some gold in there for other supplies you were looking to get. Alright. Close the chest tuck it under my arm. And I walk into the darkness and vanish. Huh. So long, Thank you, Carlos. I acknowledge no one. I just go. <laughs> that was a pretty impressive hole she made in the ground there at the last moment. That was <laughs> impressive. Ma- what? Maybe she's Maybe. in there. Greatest checks. <laughs> no. Brother, how about you open yours, your chest next? Brother, I didn't want to say which one's mine. I can't read it. Oh, oh. Uh, we'll open them at the same time, and I'll point out which one's yours. Okay. Uh, right. I go to mine, and I point out which one uh, is 
Kremis's. Kremis flips the lid on his. He pushes down before he pulls it open. <laughs> open this. Oh. <laughs> Kremis, you find in yours. You both find like a nice little stockpile of like like gold, silver, copper, and that's where like y'all are gonna be good for a while. Probably more money than you've ever seen in one place. Dang. Awesome. Oh. And you also, there's like a little cauldron and what looks like a little model house. And as you open it, Vi, you hear your patron's voice saying, your friend right, might yeah. need an explanation. All right, sorry. It's okay. I'll explain to him what that is. Okay, so then I'll walk up, seeing what it is, and start to explain. Right. I think I may know what so, it is. But... The cauldron is a cauldron of plenty. Okay, so this is the cauldron is the cauldron of plenty. Mm. And the model house is a version of the Mordekainen's Magnificent Mansion. It doesn't make anything anywhere near as big. Okay. But it could easily hold up to like four or five people pretty comfortably. It doesn't produce food or anything, but it will forever be like a safe place to sleep. It is like an actual bed. Yay! Okay, and and this little model things. It's basically a magical portable house. There's doesn't seem to be food in it, but you have the cauldron, so that's not a problem. But yes, you can hold up to four or five people. It looks like in there, Hmm. and it's only people you invite can come in. Oh yes, and only those who you can invite. So it does protect you. Perfect. Perfect. It. It's like. It's like. We have ourselves a home. We can put it up next to the baker shop or the tailor's or the blacksmith, wherever we want to live now, brother. From the outside, it just kind of looks like a door. Oh. And, and brother, yes. now home really will be wherever you are. And it will, it will be wherever you are, a brother. And I definitely would hug him very tightly. Varith, you also find gold in your chest, like cool. gold, silver, copper, so <laughs> y'all are good. There is a potion bottle in there, and there's like a stack of papers, and on the top of the stack of papers is a picture of someone. She is a lot older than you remember, but you recognize her. Oh, shit. A picture of your mom. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And when you kind of flip through the papers, it's... Basically, some of the places that she's been recently, including where she currently lives. It's like it's a bit of a drive, but you now have a way to find her mom. And when you look at the potion, because I imagine you've been trying to find a long time a way to reverse at least your brother's lycanthropy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, this potion exists. You've just never been able to get your hands on it, and you have it in your hands. Hmm. Varys would look up from the very, very overwhelmed, uh, the money, the, the information on his mom, and then the potion, and he would, Kremos, Kremos, can you come here, please? Yeah, what's up, brother? Do you trust me? I mean, yeah, like, the only person I actually it's trust. Warms my heart every time you say that. Then drink this, uh, if you would. You're trying to get me drunk in a way, celebration. Uh. We're celebrating tonight, brother, for, for more reasons than you know, and you're about to find out one of those reasons. But drink drink this real quick. All right. Pops the, the stopper, and she's like, 
down the hatch, all right? When you first got infected, like, it hurt. It was like, it was like the pain just sort of, like, traveled all over your body, and it's still, like, you can still kind of remember it. As you drink this, it's more of, like, this kind of weird tingling sensation. It's following the same paths, and a little voice. It's always been there. Sometimes it's quieter. Just, it's gone, and, like, all the traces of, because, like, you were slowly reverting back. The second you drink it, it's instant. Oh. Brother, I don't hear Fido in the back of my mind no more. Yes, this is something I've been researching for a while, brother. It's ever since that night where where I where I bit you, I've been trying to find a way to reverse that that terrible terrible night, and you are now cured. What's to say that I I won't just get it again if you bite me again, brother? <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a good point. You should stay inside the house and I'll sleep on the Ramos. Now that you're kind of back to yourself, you look back in your chest and I didn't notice this earlier, but there's also a potion in your chest. And it looks exactly the same as what Varys just gave you. Oh, brother, I think I gotta take two doses. Hold on. I think you I think you do. <laughs> no. Uh Kramos doesn't spend any time talking. He's like, What if you just bite me again? And then he like grabs the bottle and then just picks Varus up like in a bear hug with one arm and just force feeds it down his throat. <laughs> That's and good, because I was... The, the <laughs> yeah. same thing happens to you, except, like, you've had this longer, so it's, like, it's a bigger weight off of you. And mm. you're free. Wow. Well, I yeah. guess... I guess we're not urchins anymore. Or werewolves. Maybe I could even learn to read. Maybe we could do that on the way to find... And then he throws the pictures of of the mother. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if you've ever would... Yeah, you would know her Yeah, for a while. Or, yeah. We need some questions answered, brother, and I think this this is the way to go. Well, to find her. In that case, looks like it's still the street for us. Still Let's get a move boy. on. And he's like, uh, "Everyone, thank you. We've got places to be and a special person to find." Mm-hmm. We'll be around. And then, yeah, they, they kind well, of they, not so sneakily walk off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Owen, are you doing yours now? I would be saying. Goodbye to Varys and Kramos. Mm-hmm. Bye. I hope we can meet again soon. Oh, Varys will run back and hug you, and then uh, <laughs> give scratches to uh, to the to the adorable little Dinner. pseudo dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's she. She's come up and just like is now like draped around like a scarf. Like I like this much better now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I have a question. It's still nighttime, yes. Yeah, it's mm. probably like. You're probably in there for a couple hours, so it's still nighttime. So if certain people that now have a portable okay. house, well, I was just wondering if the moon is anything. up. But yeah, I'm gonna say the moon's up. It's not like near full moon, but the moon is up. No. Okay, all right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that would have been more interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I'll slowly walk to the chest and open it. You also find a decent pile of gold. He was very generous, but. There's also a thing that when you look at it, you don't immediately know what it is. When you hear your patron just gasp. And she explains to you that that's a holy item of hers that was has been lost for a very, very, very long time. Ooh. She has no idea how on earth it's here, but she explains, once you get this back to the temple, I may be able to do more for you. All right. For all of us. 
Thank you, my lady. You can't really see it, but like you feel like there's like happy tears going on for her. I was gonna say I would turn to Andrew and say, Thank you very much. It was nice hunting with you. And so I head up. Likewise. I'll probably wait a moment. So if you wait too long, you may start to hear singing. Sure, but they're not it's fine. Back. <laughs> <laughs> but then I will slowly make my way to the chest, look at the name, and then flip it open. There's also a lot of gold in there, but though in your time as a vampire hunter, I imagine there's one in particular where it's it's very personal. And this one has proved very hard to find. You find a stack of papers. The first one, it's a map. The city marked on it. The second one is a drawing of a building. And the third is a map of a building with a little coffin marked in one of the rooms. Now that's more like it. This town's actually not that far away. He habitually scratches under the collar of his turtleneck at some scars. Ah, it's time to fix this. He closes the box with the gold and walks away. What do you mean she's dead? She was close to breaking free of the curse, especially with the thrall bringing her prey. Who could possibly Oh, this is interesting indeed. <laughs> we will have to keep an eye on this group. They could prove useful in the future. Travel well, but mark my words. The next time we meet, don't expect things to go nearly as well. Hey guys, Brianna here with a quick message for all of you lovely members of the TTRPG community. We have a group of friends who needs your help. Go on Twitter and check out Homebrew Queens at at Homebrew Queens and see what you can do to help these lovely ladies bring their father back to the table. Let's show them what community is all about. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. <laughs>